I don't know how to start this video. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to get into it because it's kind of like that devil's advocate position, you know, where it's like, I, I want to, you know, because I can just imagine that some people that bought the book are going to look at the practices that we laid out and think like, oh yeah, I've seen that before, or that's nothing fancy, or that sounds uh, simple, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I just want to address that because I think that it can be a sticking point and I don't want, you know, my concern is that like, okay, this, I know the value of the information and the techniques and stuff like that, but it's not something that's always easy to relate or communicate, you know? And, I mean, so I, I don't know where to start with that, but you get what I mean. Yeah, I think part of it is just unpacking it, right? Because we've heard the terms before. I mean, it's those same terms, maybe uh, uh, gazing, no, but, you know, relaxation for sure. Four full breath, I'm sure people have listened or, or had that somewhere in the past, right? So it's like, or some version of it, right? Whether it's box breathing or whatever, you know, all the different terms they've labeled it with. So, and I think it's just unpacking it a little bit to make sure that people know I mean, I think the tragedy would be uh, if at first glance, even reading the um, the table of contents and saying, oh, God, no, you know, it's not the spending six bucks, right? It's the, you know, it's the, oh, this is all stuff that I know. And it's like, no, it's not. Not the way we present it and not the way that it's supposed to be done, right? So how many times have you heard students in a class or even at a lecture, right? You know, I mean, in, in a place with two, 300 people where the, the people have been training in something or doing meditation for 20 years or whatever it is, or maybe even the four full breath or, you know, for a, a long time. And where uh, I bring up very specific point by point, like, are you doing this? Are you doing this? So when you do that, are you doing this? And are you doing this? And they're like, no. And I'm like, well, try it that way. Right. And then they'd go and they come back the next day. Like, my God, you know, I've done this for however many years and just changing that thing. I've, I had an experience that was way over the top of where I've ever been with it before, just right. changing certain things and making the emphasis on specific avenues, uh, specific points that um, when you when you blow those points up and make them the focal point, it does two things. It makes it more effective and it sort of gets you through those, those little bumps in the road where you've been stuck or plateaus, stagnation points, right? So it really does make a difference on how it's explained and, and making sure that people get through it in the right way. I mean, right. I mean, the whole thing is about, <laughs> the whole thing for me is having people get the results, but they have to do it to get the results. So it's like, I want to make sure that people are doing it correctly so that they can get the results because if they do it correctly, they will get the results. Right. And that's, that's the only thing I care about. And part of it I think is, um, you know, a clear definition of the technique because, mm -hmm. you know, as we'll go over in, you know, in more depth in the video on relaxation and in the book as well, it's like, um, you know, relaxation, we define in a really specific way mm -hmm. and go about in a very systematic way as well, right. which is really different than, you know, just an added, a relaxed attitude, you know. And it's also, you know, I mean, part of it is when you go to these retreats and whatever, they have a very, they're in, they're in a very condensed time, right? So even if it's a weekend or even a five-day week or 
you know, something like that. I mean, each session is so long and you only have so much time to spend on relaxation. Here's the, the, uh, the sticky point with that is that if you don't do relaxation to the level that we're talking about, the rest of what you do, regardless of how fancy or whatever the meditation is that you're doing afterwards, you're going to get a fraction of what, what it's supposed to do out of it. Because you have to relax the body to a very specific place in order to get that effect. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, you're maximizing your effect of the meditation that you're doing if you're doing the relaxation first to the degree that we're talking about. So why not, you know, spend that time? It's sort of like, you know, why spend the time on prepping a piece of wood in, in order to have it take the stain the right way? Well, because if you don't do that, if you don't spend the time on washing and standing and, or washing and, and, uh, uh, you know, stripping and, and neutralizing and brightening and, and sanding and getting the thing completely prepped so that there's nothing in there, <clears throat> excuse me, then, it's like, then the end result is, yeah, the stain will be on there. It'll go in, but how long will it last? The wood won't accept it the same way, and you won't have the lifespan out of it that you normally would. So you got to go through the whole damn thing again. So it's like, you know, the prep is critical for being able to not just get to that place, but to actually uh, retain the information, you know, retain the ability and, and to build on it. Because every time you hit one of those sticky points, it's like, you know, that stagnation will hold you back and you can apply yourself and apply yourself and apply yourself. But if you, if you, um, when you do it that way, it's just, it gets frustrating because you're, you're moving in very tiny increments where it doesn't have to be that way. It's not like it's going to be overnight if you relax perfectly, but you're going to be a hell of a lot farther ahead if you do it that way than where you've gotten to this point. Right. And, um, I want to talk a little bit more about the fact that these are so deceptively simple, you know, because, um, you know, they seem because they're simple, I think they come off as seeming easy as well, even though, you know, the title of the book and all that kind of stuff, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, at first glance, it's like, that doesn't really seem like that's that profound. Right. So maybe you could speak to that a little bit. Sure. I mean, I think, you know, with a lot of things and Again, you know, one of my teachers, I think one of the best pieces, pieces of advice as far as training goes, um, it, you know, simple is deceptive, but simple works, you know, if you apply yourself in the right way. Simple does work. You know, a, a hammer is simple too, but it works. And, it, you know, if we took the, you know, the test of time and applied it, right? Yeah, I mean, they have all kinds of pneumatic guns now, you know, it's like compressed air and all of that. But the mechanical parts break down, you know, the O-rings break down, you know, the, the compression pump breaks down. You've got to have extra stuff and all of this. And yeah, does it make your work go faster? I'm sure it does. Otherwise they wouldn't use it. But in the long run, you know, I've seen my contractors do this, you know, when that thing breaks, <laughs> you know, it's either stop work, which they don't do, you know, and run out and get new parts, or they pull the hammer out of their pocket that they've had for 20 years, which is still perfectly workable, simple but works right it just it, it's effective and it works i mean is there stuff that will you know kind of maybe seemingly make the job easier for a certain period of time sure but in the end those things break down and they only take you so far you know something that's simple and effective will will 
guide you through the whole practice, through your whole journey in whatever that you're trying to do. You know, these are the reason they're foundational is because they don't break down over time. You know, they keep working, they keep building, they keep giving you support, you know, so that you can uh, extend yourself even farther. You know, it's like you don't have to redo them when you learn them this way. Right. Yeah. And um, I also wanted to ask you about, you know, a common, um, I think, misconception that's out there about, you know, when we read about people learning to see, either it seems like for the most part people are born with it or they go to some retreat or spend time in like, you know, the middle of nowhere with some shaman who does something to them or with them and then bam, you know, like a bolt of lightning or trauma or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Near-death experience. Right? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, when it comes to this stuff and it's like, I think it can be, it can almost seem very incongruous to, you know, be pursuing seeing energy, finding this book, looking at the simplicity of these practices and saying, well, that's, that's a far cry from being in the Amazon, experience. you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so, and, 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 uh, you know, it's like, can I really do it myself? Are you sure I don't need some indigenous guy to whack me in the right spot, you know, or whack me in the back of the head or, you know, whatever, you know, or, <laughs> right. you know, force ayahuasca down my throat or something, you know, so right. it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I think a lot of us come to it with that, like, are you sure I can do this? Like, I don't have, I'm not, I'm not psychically gifted. I'm, you know, I don't have a personal shaman. Are you sure? <laughs> you know, like, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's like anything else, you know, you want to, if you're willing to, you know, if it's something that's really, uh, something that you really want to go after, if it's a passion, you know, that you really want to, engage in and, and see if you can manage this. I mean, first of all, you know, I love it when people actually, you know, bet on themselves, you know, as opposed to somebody else to do this for them. You know, it's like, and I mean, I guess you could, you know, I mean, I don't put myself in that category of someone else to do it for you because I'm not doing it for you. You know, I'm just trying to cut the learning curve down and make it as practical as possible. I mean, it's a, uh, you know, I think it's something that's inherent and something that for most people, it's just a latent ability that maybe pops out every now and then, you know, with a, a certain event or whatever, certain, certain events that put you in a peak experience and that, you know, you get flashes of it there or maybe in a, uh, um, a spike of intuition or uh, some uh, insightful repose, you know, and all of a sudden it, it comes out, you get a glimpse of it and it's like, oh, is that just, I mean, we're very easy to sort of dismiss that stuff, you know, like, oh, it's just a trick of the light or, oh, it's just, you know, uh, something in my eyes or blurry or <laughs> whatever, you know, we're very quick to do that because it doesn't fit the norm of what we usually experience, right? Um, but it is, it's something that anyone can, can do. And I really do believe that it's sort of an inherent trait of human beings and and other things too right so but um uh you know we just need to sort of uh put ourselves in the right mindset for doing it. and it's not just about wanting to do it but it goes a long way in wanting to be able to do it and 
and then you know what's it worth to me what's the sacrifice because there's always a sacrifice for things that we get right or and uh you know so what am i willing to sacrifice for that you know is it large amounts of money is it uh um uh time which is always the most precious commodity right so because i could be using that time to do something else i mean i usually feel that the amount of time you'd have to spend on this would be this you know less time than the average person spends on television so it's like if it's that important to you you'll put the time in to get those incremental successes and you see the progress and when you do that that's going to spur you on to do more and so again uh you know i could sit here all day and tell you fanciful stories of, you know of people other people that have done it whatever and it's like it you know for me that doesn't really cut it i mean testimonials are a dime a dozen i mean i we like to get them as much as anybody else i mean i like to hear people's successes i mean that's that drives me, right? I mean, that's a great thing. But, uh, you know, somebody who doesn't know that person or whatever, it's it doesn't have the same impact. And after all this time on the internet with, uh, you know, people having pages of testimonials, it's sort of like it's losing, it's lost some of its flair, you know, it's, it's not a real convincing tool as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, you know, if we can give them techniques that they can even glean a small amount of experience, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, even if if it's an experience that's not seeing, but in the um, in the prep for seeing, you know, so they get a more profound relaxation. They they start to have some experience with gazing. You know, they have you know a better, a more profound experience with breathing. You know, this is this is already a good thing, you know, right. and uh, it shows them that there is more and that they are capable of doing it. And I, 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 I don't think that I've ever had a student at all that couldn't do anything. <laughs> it was just like totally flat on all planes. You know, right. it's like I've just never experienced that. So in with that being the case, it's like I can't imagine that anybody that's that's actually done something and bought the book or even if this is their first, you know, uh, venture into this stuff, you know, it's like they're in the vast majority of people that, you know, have been, uh, trained to do this. So, um, the chances are really good that they're going to succeed. <laughs> That's the thing. They just need to follow the protocol and, you know, adjust it for themselves. Right. Cause we're always, we're all fingerprints. We're a little bit, you know, the variations are slight, but they're there. And, and so uh, that's why we start with the simple and the foundational, right? Because that will be a building block that you'll use for many other things besides seeing, right? This is not just specific to seeing. I mean, all of these, these three techniques are utilized in many other things. So, you know, and, and the, even the, um, the functions mentally and physically that you need to go through uh, to perform these foundational practices uh, you know, those in and of themselves, as you get better at them, will be, a, you know, a huge benefit, especially if you have a practice already of something. It doesn't matter. I don't care what it is, you know, qigong, yoga, uh, you know, uh, uh, meditation, prayer, whatever. It's, you know, these practices will enhance that in a really profound way. So, I mean, I've seen that over and over and over again. So I know it happened with me and it's happened with anybody that I've trained. So it really is much farther reaching than just that narrow band of being able to see energy. So I, I think that that's, uh, um, I think people will be really happy with that and seeing, you know, what kind of legs that that, that has, you know, it's, it's, it's far reaching. So.
Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's, I think that's a good introduction. Um, there's, I mean, I think there's, there's definitely some other things that I, I want to touch on, um, from the book, but I think we'll get into it as we go through, um, describing and dialoguing about each one of the practices. All right. 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 Cool. And I don't mind be- people being skeptical. I think that that's a really, it's an admirable trait, you mm. know, skeptical and cynical are two different things, right? Cynical mm. is when somebody, no matter if they've got the proof in front of their nose, they'll still deny that that's what, you know, that that, what you, what, you know, what cause had that effect. And so they're just cynical doesn't do well enough in anything, but I, skeptical is really good, you know, yeah. because it means show me, you know, prove it to me, you know, Right. Give me something to do so I can prove it to myself. Right. And that's really, that's great. I think that's the other thing too. It's like when I, if I was thinking about a younger version of myself, think, you know, seeing this book and taking the chance on checking it out and everything, um, and then trying the techniques, you know, I, I imagine myself doing that. And, and, and even when I started doing the relaxation and I started doing the gazing and stuff and, and discovering like, oh, wow, it's, it's a little bit harder than I thought it was to relax the body the way that they're talking about, you know, oh, wow, that's, 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 that's nothing to shake a stick at, you know, it's, and, and I just, um, you know, it's almost like in thinking about that earlier version of myself, it's like, okay, I just, I want to make sure that people don't get discouraged if they find that to be challenging, you know, it's like, um, and because, uh, you know, I think that I, I've just found I've just gotten personally so much value out of just doing just taking relaxation as an example, building that ability up in my meditative practice, not just for the purpose of seeing, but for many other things. It's like that is a profound technique and it can't be overstated. And so how, you know, it's it, I almost feel this burden of responsibility to communicate that in a way that is in a way that I feel is adequate so that people that are seeing it for the first time or reading about it for the first time feel like okay yeah there's a lot there's a lot of juice there's a lot of nectar there's a lot of gold to be extracted here you know even though it seems so deceptively simple and I think the only way to do that isn't how refined the writing is in the book you know, I think it's very well stated. I mean, I think that it's uh, um, as clear as anyone could possibly do, you know, at least with my limited amount of, you know, um, ability. But, uh, you know, the real, the, the real juice of it is in the doing, you know, it's like you have to do it if you want to have the experience. It's like, look, uh, you know, people may spend, you know, you go to these, uh, like just as another example you go to these marketing guys right and it's like you know they're they've done really well for themselves and they've they've uh you know they've they've really made a big career out of it or something you know and so um and like many others you know they may they may teach those techniques to somebody with no guarantees that they're going to have the same type of success, but saying that they can have success you know if they stick to the program and do the thing right. And, you know, there's, there's the thing. It's like, you know, they're going to pay $25,000 to go to this course and do this, you know, this training with them. Of course, if you just don't want to do that, 
you know, you can pay the guy, the guy, you know, $100,000 to come and do it for your company. So, I mean, that's the difference in, you know, but it's also the, you know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime, right? So it's the same kind of thing, but you have to put the effort into doing it. So I think uh, skepticism is good. You just have to, you know, be willing to apply yourself and really try and, uh, you know, give it a good shot because you'll be, I think you'll be very pleased with the result. You'll be pleased in yourself. The technique is the technique. I'm not, this is not something I invented. It's, it's, it's old, right? So it's, it's just the way that it was explained to me. And, and I just found from other people, uh, that I've gone to and, and, and experimented with and whatever that, um, it just wasn't taught that way. And there wasn't a lot of emphasis on it and not nearly enough emphasis on it to get people to that, that next level. Because, you know, there's nothing more frustrating than, you know, doing all these techniques and going through the ranks and whatever it is. And, you know, you get a few years into it and then you hit these, you know, places where you have these really complex things that you have to do. And then you find, then you find out that your relaxation isn't adequate to the task. Well, then you got to go back and start over again. It's such again. a weird thing to say, though. Your relaxation is not adequate to the test. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? There's nothing to relaxation. It's like, I could sit here and go, oh, I'm, I'm relaxed. relaxed. I'm relaxed. <laughs> or or in those sessions, you know, like, take three deep breaths and relax your body fully. Right, right. It's like, no. Right. That's, that's, that's not even close to being relaxed. That's, that's common everyday relax, you know, just like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> so many analogies. It's right. just like, that's, that's what we do when we just sit down to take a load off, you know, and take a break and just go, oh, you know, I've been standing up doing this work for a long time. Now, you know, I'm just, oh, I'm just going to take a little break, right? That's kind of a break relaxation, you know, take three deep breaths and, you know, relax your body. Okay, well, that's, that's the entry level. Like, to me, that's like, find a comfortable position. <laughs> right. That's all that is. It's yeah. find a comfortable position and then wiggle around a bit and try to find a better comfortable position and then wiggle around a little more and try to find exactly the comfortable position. And if I tell you, oh, you're going to be sitting there for an hour, find a really comfortable position. Right. It's different levels of that. Right. So, but you know, what we're trying to do is to get people, you know, again, you're trying to do something that takes the emphasis off the physical and more to the energetic. And by right? emphasis, you mean your own, aw your, aware your awareness, your, right. you know, your, you know, because what you're aware of is where your energy goes, right? Right. What you think about most of the time is what you produce. Right. So when your awareness goes there, it's like the Chinese axiom is, you know, where your mind goes, the chi flows. So that's why, you know, all of these things happen. So, and, and in the, you know, with relaxation, it's the same thing. It's, it's the same. It's just that we don't think about it that way. Nobody really explains it that way. So you're taking the emphasis off the physical and putting it more on the energetic or the space around that. So how are you going to do that? Well, you have to de-emphasize the physical body. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't just do that by going like, okay, I'm relaxed. Well, you know, do that and tell me what you feel. I feel my back touching the pillow that's keeping me, keeping my legs in the right position here. And, you know, with the depth of the chair and I feel the, the chair on my ass and, you know, I feel my hand on the cushion and yeah, I'm not taking three deep breaths, but it's not going to be much different if I do. 
I'm still going to have awareness of the room, awareness of, you know, uh, of all my physical body and the processes, right? Because as you relax, certain things get de-emphasized and certain things get emphasized. As you relax into certain stages, right? Maybe you don't notice the chair touching your arm anymore, but now your heartbeat becomes, you know, in your ear. You know, you hear your blood flow. It's like, oh my God, what's that? I've never heard that before. Or even if you have, you know, it's like, how do you get past that point? How do you let that go and relax enough to make that wash out? Uh, you know, it goes on and on and on until like you get to that place where, you know, the energetic or the, the you know, the invisible is emphasized right. and, the, and the physical body is de-emphasized. Right. Know? And if I had to summarize like relaxation, fourfold breathing and gazing, the simplicity and the combination of those techniques, it's almost like essentially they're a deconstruction of the, of, you know, the physical, you know, the physical body, first of all, right? And the sensory experience of that, but mm -hmm. also then by extension with the gazing, your environment as well. So you're really like, it, you know, going, moving into deeper uh, experiences of those practices, you're, you're moving into a place where there's, you're, you're, you're disengaging your awareness from its attachment to the physical and allowing a space for that energetic to, to begin to become perceptible. We're engaged with the physical because that's where most of our focus is. Right. That's where our awareness is. And I think that that's the thing. It's like when you think about a shaman in the Amazon using special tools, or if you think mm. about, you know, whatever, anybody that you imagine is having, having this special gift of being able to see energy, mm -hmm. work with energy and use it to heal or whatever purpose they're applying it to. It's like, there seems to be, there's all this like, mystery and mystique around it and it's kind of like this other world almost and and when we put it this way you know the simplicity of you know what she just said it's like it's it 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 makes it very like one-to-one -one. it's like it, it it takes the mystery out of it in a, in a good way i think because it's like oh that's not that's not actually that complicated you know it's not a moral thing either it's not like i'm no. not going to be able to see energy because i'm a good person or I'm a spiritual <laughs> right. person or whatever or i'm not not seeing it because i'm not worthy you know yeah, thank this you is, this is that's not exactly <laughs> that's, that's not it it's just it's literally thinking about it in the in that way now you know and you know over the years again i've recognized that there's a lot of pushback from that i mean it's like you know at this point i'm not one of these uh, I haven't been to this point one of these super popular, you know, teachers that, you know, has huge audiences and whatever because they've engaged in really, you know, fluffing up people's, you know, woo-woo, you know, I mean, I can woo-woo with the best of them and it's at the same time, it's like, why? You know, it's like, I would rather, you know, I would rather give you practical techniques that work and get you to where you want to be in a shorter amount of time, learning curve wise, than to pl play up to, you know, um, your feeling, uh, um, I don't know, like in our society anyway, you know, the the feeling of being separate and, and uh, from, you know, the mystical and all of that, you know, like putting technology in place of, you know, faith or God or, you know, whatever, nature, universe, you know, and the trend to trying to get back to that. And oh, it's like, and saying. it sort of pulls the rug out from under them a little bit, you know, it's like, oh, we have, you know, we actually have a, 
scientific explanation for that now. It's not that science produced the effect. We're just using different terms to, you know, to say, yeah, we're verifying this. You know, you guys were on track. You know, it's like now we we can give sort of a technical, uh, you know, idea of why this is working. Right. And sometimes people, it grinds on them a little bit. And I'm, right. you know, I'm trying to get them to, you know, in some ways not, you know, not be in that frame of mind. It's like they're all tools to help. The better you understand something, the more easily it's going to work for you. And it's like, it doesn't matter where the information comes from, as long as it's accurate, you know, as long as you can accept that or that you can check it out. You know, you don't have to accept it, you know, blind, right? I'm not looking at blind faith. I'm not looking for conversion or people to, you know, dump what they've been doing in order to do this or anything like that. This is supposed to help you in whatever you've been doing, however you've been doing it. Maybe it is a standalone piece for you and you just want to see energy and that's fine. And you'll apply that in your already established practice. And that's perfectly, that's good. You know, because I know that the techniques that are around that will will enhance your whole practice because you're going to start going. You can't help it. If you have a, an established practice, let's say you have a shamanic practice or something like that for the last 10 years, you know, and you've been doing all kinds of stuff and you've ramped it up and you're getting pretty good and, you know, you're really starting to get some decent results or whatever, but you haven't been able to see energy consistently. So you're looking for a way just to boost that practice up and, and be able to do that because you know that with that technique, you're going to be able to help more people more accurately and quicker. Well, that's great, you know, but I can guarantee you that when you're able to do that, that's going to bleed into the rest of your practice. You know, the techniques that you use to be able to do that will enhance the rest of your practice because there's no way that it can't because they're foundational techniques and some of them you're going to be good with. And others is going to be like, oh, that's a that's that's an odd way to put that, or oh, you know, I never really thought about it that way. You know, it's like let me try it and see what happens, and <laughs> you know, and so it really does boost up and enhance whatever you're doing because all of these things, you know, all of these traditions, the end result is the same, right? It's, if it's a, a real tradition, you know, and um, you know, and in the end, they all become a little bit more, um, uh, they're individual right? So it's uh, idiosyncratic, right? So it's like it's each person makes it their own. If they're really, you know, if they're really on task, it becomes their practice, <laughs> you know? It may even be a little eclectic, a little bit from this, a little bit from that. You know, sometimes it happens where people just have a mind that can do that, mm. you know, always gauged by the end results from from my way of doing it. It's always like, you know, the things that produce the results most consistently are kept and enhanced. The things that don't produce consistently, I put aside, you know, and find something that will do it. That's, it's only the bottom line. It's only about the end results, you know. Can I do it? How well can I do it? You know, is it efficient and effective consistently? That's my litmus test for anything. And I'm, uh, you know, and uh, for me, I'm always, you know, I'm always, uh, you know, sort of, pushing things aside if they're not producing. I'm willing to try it. If somebody says, hey, you know, how, how are you with this? Oh, not, you know, so-so. would be like, oh, try this. You know, I've gotten really good results with this. Great, you know, I'll try it. It doesn't really match my system, but I'm gonna try it if I can get a clear explanation of how it works and what's going on with that, right? So you do it and, and if it does produce, great. You know, it's one more tool in your box, you know, that you can use and it should 
blend with the rest of what you're doing. And, and if it doesn't, well, you know, I tried. And, you know, if I have a few questions or trying to make the points better or try a little variation here and there, and if it still doesn't work, then I put it aside. It's like, oh, well, I tried it. It doesn't mean it doesn't work for that other person or that it's all bullshit, right? It just means that it didn't work for me. It doesn't match with my personality or whatever, and that's okay. You know, so there are plenty of techniques like that. It's, it's not that all techniques will work the same way for all people. So, you know, it's like you have to match it to your personality. But this is one of those more, you know, I think of it, even though it seems to be sort of like the holy grail of the, you know, energetic community at large. <laughs> Spiritual being community. To see energy. Being able to see energy seems like, you know, I haven't met a person yet that goes like, oh, I don't really need to do that. <laughs> if they're, you know, if they're working in this arena. So, um, uh, you know, but, but it, you know, the proportion of, of things that they're, you know, the way that they're breaking their uh, time and practice, that might be, you know, that might be very, there are variations there for each person, right? So I might spend an hour in meditation, they may spend half an hour meditation and get the same result, you know, it's like, and, you know, little things like that. They may spend, you know, an hour in gazing and I may spend 20 minutes in gazing and get the same results. So it, it varies a little bit and we have to be okay with that, you know, so... But the idea that uh, that these things will sort of blend in with everything else and enhance everything else that you're doing is is very strong. You know, that's that's a, it's almost a guarantee. You know that that's going to happen if you really put the effort into it. So I like the idea that people can prove it to themselves. Mm. You know that if we can give them as clear an explanation as possible for them to actually start the practice and doing it they're going to be able to prove to themselves that, that, that they can get that experience. And then it just takes time to enhance it, right? And make it to the level that you want. Some people will just want to be able to see the glow around somebody. Somebody will just want, there'll be some people that just have the experience once and that'll be enough. It's convincing to them. And, and that means that, oh, if that's true, then wow, all these other energetic things might be true as well. That's all I need to know. I'm in, I'm good. And for some people, you know, just that, you know, seeing that etheric body, that little glow around the edge of, of the of the physical body is enough. And that's all they need to know, you know, and that's all they need. That's all they want. Right. But then other, there'll be other people that really want to delve deeper into it and really experience that full, you know, depth of, of where you can take it. And and for them, you know, it's, it's where can you take it? Uh, I mean, you can bring it to a level where, you know, all well. Let's say all you're seeing is energy all the time. You're not doing that, right? Because that would just be insane, right? <laughs> you need to function in this place too. And uh, so, uh, but the idea is that, you know, with some practice, you can see, you know, much more energy than you see physical material. Let's, let's put it that way, right? So um, and what does that mean? Seeing chakras or meridians? Or oh, or sure. Seeing, uh, yeah you know, I don't know, being where, able to... where that light is not just superimposed over a physical template, but the physical template disappears, you know, so you're only seeing the energetic underpinnings of, of what, what the thing that you're looking at really is. You're right. glimpsing the actual. Right. So you're seeing only the energy, only the energy. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so at the highest level, we'd be able to modulate uh, how much physical we're engaged with and mm -hmm. how much energy we're engaged with and mm -hmm. be able to shift between those things for 
what we need what we need to know at the time or what we want to experience or see or perceive at the time yeah because again you know it's like it's all a continuum right i mean you don't need to go to that level for every little thing that you want to do right, right. <laughs> so it's not like it's not practical right so you sort of need that you know that yeah. range and right. that ability of range i mean it's in those transitions that mastery is achieved right? yeah you're always saying that yeah mastery mastery's in the, in the transitions right so i need to be able to a turn it on turn it off and really you, important to turn it off right right you do not want to have blinding seeing expeditions while you're driving down the highway right yeah <laughs> uncontrolled right it's right. like oh look at that energy oh that's a tractor trailer and it's moving toward me i think that's another <laughs> thing about these practices right is that like you're you're not just training your ability to see energy you're training your ability to see energy at will right which there's a big difference there because you know it's like on you know there are many paths you can pursue and many things you can do that may spontaneously give you an experience of seeing oh sure but there's not a whole lot of techniques that you can do that will be able that will train you to be able to turn it on and off and modulate it at will and be uh you know function you know function and use that ability as a tool in that way right and i think that that's a critical point you know that you really you really need to have that kind of control if you want to exist in in this place you know you need to be able to turn it off it's like you don't want to be it's not just about <laughs> becoming you know for people that are in like a shamanic practice it's like it's not it's not about necessarily reverting to being uh, living the life of a shaman like in the amazon or something but it's about being like you know how do how do i become like a really effective like human being living my western life but then also being able to integrate this ability that i can build up in not just in my in my shamanic practice or my energetic practice or whatever but in like my throughout my whole day and in my whole life and because it obviously can benefit you in a lot of different ways oh sure i mean the idea is that we have to be practical to the point that it's uh, you know we have to engage our environment in the best way possible right it's like if you're living in new york uh you know it's not going to really enhance your effectiveness in in, in maneuvering in the streets of new york you know if if everything's just blinding energy and distracting and whatever right it's like you're seeing spirits above geez you know it's, it's like, like holy crap you know it's like that's a nightmare that's not that's not seeing that's a nightmare right so especially if you don't have any control right i mean yeah um hell they even uh they even have stories and movies about that right where right you know a lot of these psychics or whatever that you know they don't have any control they have these blinding headaches and then they have a vision and then they're trying to piece it together afterwards right dropping in the street or whatever you know it's like uh and those stories really speak to us right I and mean, those are great sure. lessons for us it's like they should be yeah you know but everybody wants to put themselves in the category well that wouldn't be me i could have this vision and and nothing would you know i'd have complete control over it and it's like well yeah if you train you know if you if you you know use some techniques to gain some control over it sure mm -hmm. you know it's like it's it's the you know it's the whole yoda admonition you know it's like control 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 
right? Where it's like, you know, this is the old reference to the older movies, right? Where it's like Luke's, you know, lifting the rocks and balancing Yoda on one foot and standing on one hand and eyes rolled back in his head, you know, you know, checking out the force and trying to keep all these things, you know, juggling <laughs> whatever at the same time, right? And then some little whistle goes off or something and and he drops everything and it's like control. You've got to be able to, you know, negate those little phenomenal things or the distractions and, and be able to focus on what you're trying to do. You know, it's like otherwise, you know, it's going to be, it's not going to be a good thing if you lose control at, at a time when you really need to have a clear vision or whatever it is. So, um, and I think that that's just, that was always a big, um, a big point that my teachers, you know, made with me. I mean, I was just very fortunate to get people that were really sort of hardcore practical. <laughs> Maybe that's what I needed, you know. So um, I think, you know, it's, you know, I always had those ideas, but, you know, until they came along, I wasn't able to bring it about other than sporadic, you know, sort of uh, times in my life when things were, you know, I could really relax to a state of, like we're talking about with the gazing and doing it just sort of uh, inherently, you know, pulling something out of my ass to just see what would happen because I was just one of those kids that was, you know, investigative and curious and didn't let scary stuff kind of hold me back. <laughs> you know, I wasn't jumping off buildings or anything, but I mean, you know, sitting in the woods by yourself, you know, leaning against a tree and, and just staring off into space for long periods of time and see, just to see what would happen. And then getting some experience and then seeing what would happen if you went farther and then what would happen if you went to the to the natural end you know and trying to repeat those things and and enhance them and and dissect them take them apart and and you know but the teachers that i ended up getting were were all about control because i was a little haphazard with that stuff you know it's like not that there was a lot of danger but i mean you could potentially you know flip into something that you know that probably wouldn't be good for you Let's say that way. It's like people who go to a yoga retreat and have a spontaneous kundalini opening, which I believe happens, but they're usually not very good with that. You know, it's not something that um, people have a good time with. It's a pretty dramatic and, and uh, you know, cathartic experience, to say the least, if it's really happening. So, um, you know, I mean, those things can happen in any energetic training or realm, right? So having that ability to push yourself forward, but to have a certain amount of control. And, you know, a lot of times control just means really having those foundational skills under your belt, you know, being able to relax when something, you know, dramatic happens or something that startles you. How do you get back into, you know, it's through relaxation or maybe the breathing helps you or a combination of those things. You know, those are all foundational things that never leave you. You know, it's like you build them stronger and stronger so that you can utilize them. It's like, again, when the pneumatic hammer breaks down, I still have my hammer. Right. And the hammer works all the time. <laughs> right. It's interesting. I'm glad you brought it back to masteries and the transitions because, you know, I, I, as you as you said that, you know, something occurred to me that I hadn't really thought about a whole lot before. But, you know, these techniques are induce a transition. And it's like you're always saying masteries in the transitions. And it's like it's a very interesting philosophical understanding to have not just about these practices but also about you know life in general and <laughs> you know and all that but um but it's really interesting just to note that like 
going through any of these three techniques, but, you know, using relaxation as an example, it's like you're literally engaging a technical process that guides you step by step through a very simple but profound transition. Mm -hmm. It's like you're, you know, disengaging with the physical to allow yourself more uh, freedom, freedom of consciousness to engage the energetic on a higher level. That's a pretty, that's, 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 that's a, that's a transition. <laughs> it's a huge transition. But, you know, one of the better parts that I always thought was sort of as a side note, but really not, it's really actually one of the better sort of like, um, um, side effects, let's say, you know, positive side effects that happens from training this stuff is that when you get those foundational things down, I mean, when you really, really have them, you know, they, they influence, you know, they can, they can bail your butt out of a ton of stuff in the, you know, the physical world that you can go through. Cause again, those transitions aren't always energetic, right? I mean, in a, in a way of speaking, the way we're thinking about it as a phenomena, you know, it's like, I mean, you know, loss of a job, you know, betrayal, you know, and not always, not always negative things either, but positive things too. Winning the lottery. <laughs> Win the lottery, right? It's like, you know, if you don't have a heart attack on the spot <laughs> out of joy, <laughs> you know, you can, you know, you're going to use these techniques to ramp yourself down, right? And to, you know, kind of put yourself in a perspective where you can, you know, sort of draw back a bit and be a little bit more objective than just subjectively in that chaotic situation at that time, good or bad, right? Right. You, these techniques are profound for, you know, bringing you back to a stable base and then being able to, because, you know, who wouldn't like to, in the moment of a heated, you know, emotional thing going on, wouldn't like a little distance to be able to see it a little bit more clearly? And maybe your response would be the same. But you have that opportunity to sort of, you know, freeze frame. Let me, let me think about this for a second, you know? And I think a lot of times that's the way I think about it when I'm, you know, when breathing will help to settle me down or, again, you know, uh, with relaxation it's become so profound that you know you can say a single word and it sort of moves you into that first stage of relaxation it's the first thing that i do when anything comes up good or bad you know it's sort of like oh this is really good or oh this seems like it might be really bad uh let me get a little objective about this first so that it's not impacting me in a way that's going to make me you know, do something or act on something that, you know, is sort of uh, going to be detrimental to me later, right? I can't take it back after that. You know, people don't think about that always, you know, it's like in the heat of the moment, they just act, you know, or they freeze, which is even, you know, I mean, that's, that's as bad. Acting without conscience and freezing without consciousness is, you know, neither one of those is good. So, it's like just having the ability to be able to sort of freeze frame for a second and, you know, get your wits about you before you actually take action with whatever. And I said, like I said, it may even be the initial action that you were going to take, but at least now you've had a moment to say, okay, <laughs> I think I have a clear picture of what's happening here and this is what I'm going to do about it. And, you know, so I think that those are, you know, those little, uh, uh, positive side effects of doing these foundational practices that are, you know, it's not stated much because, you know, again, anybody who's doing this work, a lot of times they've, they're, I think they have a tendency to sort of negate the material world and 
put more emphasis on the energetic world, let's say. We could use spiritual world too, I guess. And, uh, uh, but you need to function well in both. Otherwise, you just got to go to one or the other. You know, it's like, that's the whole thing is we're trying to find a balance all the time. You know, it's like, how does, you know, my engaging, you know, this energetic realm, uh, how does it enhance my physical life as well, right? It's not just a, an escape where I can get there every weekend or whatever. <laughs> it's not going to Cape Cod from Boston, right? So the idea is that, you know, it enhances my life experience in every moment, every waking moment, and hopefully every sleeping moment too, right? And goes into that as well. So, you know, I really want it to enhance my experience and success and relationships and my health and my spirituality, right? It's like those four pillars need to be enhanced by everything that you do, right? So I think that that's always looking at that sort of uh, that goal that it's supposed to enhance those things. Otherwise, what's it worth? You know, I mean, most people that are watching this are probably not in the camp of, you know, be good for your life and get your reward at the end when you pass. That's that doesn't make a lot of sense to people, you know, in general, you know, or <laughs> just so, uh, you know, be good because it enhances your life here now, you know, and good is a relative term, right? So it's like what, what I enjoy, what I think is good and, you know, what I've, um, you know, engaged in, whether it's, you know, a societal norm that I sort of uh, concur, you know, or if it's something that I just like to do because I like to do it. You know, and it's not hurting anyone else. Well, you know, then then do that. <laughs> you know, it's okay if you want to do something that's sort of outside the norm. This is kind of outside the norm, you know, so, <laughs> and that's all right, you know, but if that's really, you know, if that's going to enhance your life experience and it's going to have the added benefit of enhancing the other areas of your life, that's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. You know, you're really enhancing. I mean, if it makes your relationship better, I mean, what's the number one, you know, after finances, and even I would include finances, the number one cause of, you know, uh, relationship stress, you know, it's like a lot of it just comes down to communication, right? Well, you know, if you have that access to somebody else's energy and you can see what they're actually meaning and the state that they're in, that, that clears up a lot of stuff, right? That goes a long way into making your relationship a lot better, right? If you're going to act on it in a positive way, right? So you can see somebody's upset, but maybe they're a person that just doesn't talk about that or they blow it off, but they put it inside. How long can they do that before they blow? So it's, you know, it's one of those things. I mean, it's a really mild explanation, but, you know, it should be able to enhance all the things that you do. What if you constantly have stresses at work and a lot of that's communication too, or not understanding what people are really expecting from you. And maybe that's your thing and, you know, but maybe it's not, you know, if you have a little bit more, let's say a little bit more information, you know, a tool that can give you more understanding of what's expected and how to get it done in the most efficient way, is that not going to enhance your work life? You know, it's, it's, it's all about that. It's like, you know, when we really understand what is expected of us and we've, we've engaged and said, yes, we're going to do that. You know, it's, it's like the things that will, you know, kind of mess us up along the way or cause problems. The things that cause the most problems are communication problems. 
we don't understand what what we've gotten into or we you know they don't understand exactly what people are you know expecting from us or you know we misinterpreted what was being said or i can think of plenty of times when that's happened to me you know so having this little bit it's almost like in a weird way it's like invisible subtitles that is, <laughs> is under the person and saying like he's saying this but he's really feeling this way <laughs> so i'm going on the feeling right because it's like or i'm going to use like i would use with one of my kids right it's like you know <laughs> so the in the positive way you know so what you're saying is <laughs> here's you know this is what you've done you knew the consequences but you did it anyway and right, you know right. so what are we going to do about that seeing energy invisible subtitles <laughs> you like that huh good <laughs> well it's I a mean, translation you know because it's it's so true though when we're talking to people it's like they may be using words in a different way or they especially when it comes to sensitive things it sure it becomes a little more amorphous or hard to talk about or hard to describe and um so that's it's like using it to know you know even when you're the one that's doing the talking using it to see if people are understanding what you're saying not just hearing your words but really understanding what you're saying you can tell you know what kind of response even if they're stoic and they don't have any <laughs> kind of <laughs> you know there's no tone, you know, kind of catatonic, you know, <laughs> looking at you. Now you're not getting any body cues from them. It's like, this can tell you it doesn't lie, right? It's like, right. It's, it's there and you can pull it up to the extent that it is like a little subtitle underneath saying like, oh, he's getting it. He's just not expressing in a facial way what's going on here. Or he's not getting it and he's just shaking his head <laughs> up and down and that's it. And But he's really not getting it. So I need a different approach so that he can really get it. Believe me, I mean, think about all of the problems that we have in our material existence that come from lack of communication or not understanding the communications that we've had. Misinterpretations. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a huge percentage of things, right? So even if it's that, I mean, how much benefit could you get in your life? How much easier would your life be to be able to do that? To get it to a place where you can just snap that on and off that's huge you know i think for most people i mean i have i have students that that's all they ever came for and that's what they got and they left you know and i i see i hear them i hear from them every now and then they're like oh my god this has changed my life you know <laughs> it's like you know everything was good before now it's really good you know it's like you know just the ease of flow mm. of communication is is that's a huge thing huge it's just i can't can't overemphasize it you know it's like when you think in your own life where things have gone awry from miscommunication and what if i had you know some you know the mission impossible thing you know with a little earpiece in and somebody's going like yeah he means this <laughs> here's the answer <laughs> you know it's like that's the, that's seeing. that's that's a that's seeing yeah it's it, it, it's a very practical thing i mean yeah we can think of the practicality of being able to see somebody's injury or illness or those types of things too but um you know that's going to be a different you know that's a that's a you know a smaller percentage that's of people that, and it's a smaller percentage of your life even if you're a practitioner sure, even, if, even you're if you're a, a practitioner right doesn't matter it's still how many people can you see a day right i mean i see a lot of people a day but i you know i have a different type of practice right so but um you know 
I know very few people. I mean, if you're just doing that type of work, just energy work without anything else, um, you know, I mean, really, how many people can you see a day? Seriously, I mean, it's not that many. Right. You know, so it's like there's a bigger percentage of your life that's engaged in just engaging people in your life, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a huge thing. And so this is something that can really help there. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's get on with the next uh, perfect topics and break it down and everything. And we'll kind of go from there. Go from there. Hey, uh, keep that on for a sec. Is it still on? Yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, hop up for a sec. Hop up? Yeah, I'm just going to sit down. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sit in front of the camera. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were just trying to show them my uh, you know my funky shorts. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's all right. There you go. <laughs> See, we're normal people with shorts and everything. <laughs> with shorts and everything. Yeah. So no, I just wanted to sit in front of the camera for a sec because it's weird if you never see somebody. Oh yeah, so yeah, it's, it's just like, the voice off stage. Yeah, right. So <laughs> I'm Dustin. I'm the disembodied voice behind the camera. And uh, if you email me with uh, technical difficulties or whatever, uh, I'm the one you're gonna hear from. So that's right. all. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so I uh, hope you're enjoying the course and the book and everything. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks. <laughs> that's all. That was good. That was good. Just like they've never seen it. Right, 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 right. I would think that that was super weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're over there, the battery's blinking red. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, and goodbye. <laughs> Perfect timing. Uh,